0: hello this is your host Sonata Allison and welcome back to the parallel podcast where we talk about sexuality as it should be Good morning everyone and welcome back to the parallel podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day I am as you can probably hear um I am going to California today Yeah I know it's so exciting it's my first time going and I'm going to see my college friend that I haven't seen in person for 10 whole years so that'll be so fun but guess what I'm not packed (laughs) and also guess what I'm leaving today uh yeah I actually love to risk my life um It's a little fun fact about me. I like to risk it all. You know, sometimes I'll go to the airport an hour before the flight just to really get my heart pumping. (laughs) That is so childish when I say that out loud, but that is what I do. I'm not doing that today because it is such a uh, far flight. Um, But yeah, so pretty excited about going to Cali, spending time with her um so i hope you guys are doing something fun hope you guys are enjoying your day and um i will try to remember to let you guys know how that trip was when i get back um maybe i'll share something on the tiktok actually i usually do so if you do want to see the trip after i get back look at the tiktok but anywho, as you guys can see, we'll be talking about money today. And I want to remind you guys, I did do a past episode on money with the little CPA. Um, I probably should have thought to figure out what episode that was, but it's on there. I did a whole episode with a CPA. She talked about uh, money, uh, how to prepare for it before marriage, how to talk about it and engagement and dating. So that was a great episode. This episode is more talking about our mindset towards it um. In, a, in kind of one aspect so as you know a lot of people are focused on the man who's you know making six figures and I think and so does Lauren that that actually might be a good sign that you're looking for a good thing but you might have put your stock in the wrong thing being the physical money um, so I think this is a really good episode for people to help you change your mindset and understand what's actually more important to look for so that's what we'll be talking about today um so before we get into it, you know, we do the little uh let's see what's trending today, what you guys are listening to. Um so episode 87, wait. Episode 95, there's life after abortion. Episode 96, don't forget your influence and episode I think it says what is, is that 27? Hold on. Things are moving. Oh, so episode 76, non-sexual ways to be intimate. So that's the episodes that are trending right now. Cool, kind of different. <laughs> all those things are a little different, but all really good episodes. Also, I wanna do a shout out a really quick episode that did pretty well. And I think it's helpful for people who are, you know, anybody, but also people who are close to engagement or sorry, close to marriage um, is go have good sex. That's episode 90, sorry where's my brain that's episode 79 so check that one out all right let's see what you got who you are <laughs> let's see where UK is um let's see okay that's fine you're, you're number four today UK but that's all right um you're still in the top five so top five is United States Ghana is two Canada is three United Kingdom is four and five is Australia <laughs> probably didn't say that right but yes those are our listeners today all right so really hope you guys enjoy this episode once again please rate the podcast just drop some stars if you can thank you to everyone has who has already been doing that really appreciate you guys um, even the people who are leaving like literal verbal uh, reviews so that's really helpful so yeah. If you listen to my last episode with Lauren on dating and dancing, I freaking love that episode. So check that out. Um, but yeah, you guys already know Lauren if you've been listening for a while. So let's get right into it. Alrighty. Hello, Lauren. How are you doing today?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm good as well. So this may be a familiar face. You might be like, I feel like I've seen her. You have. She's been here before. <laughs> So today we are talking about, um, money and things in dating before we were talking about dancing and dating and marriage. So if you missed that episode, that was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that. So like top five favorite episodes. So if you guys haven't seen it, go back and check that out. Um, but just briefly remind the people who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah. My name is Lauren Matthews. I am a dating and relationship coach. I help Christian singles demystify modern dating so they can find the love they're longing for. Um, I love God. I teach a Bible study at church. I have two little boys I'm homeschooling. I do a bunch of stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Yes. So she is married. So she knows these things. She's been on both sides. um, And I think this is a really important conversation, especially in like 2023. um, Maybe in the last couple of years money, like six figure has been just like thrown around. Like, I don't know what has happened. Like, that's the, that's the number that all the women are like, he needs to make six figures. So, um, what do you think about the viewpoints that require men to have like more money or be like upward mobile in order to be considered a good leader or like a good, um, a a good spouse or even a, even to even be considered.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So in some ways this is, this is just human, right? Trying to be upwardly mobile or to have more is a factor when you're in other cultures, ancient cultures, you need to marry somebody who has as much land as you. Why? Because you're increasing your family's land. You need to marry mm-hmm. somebody who has more money than you or an inheritance because it's not just you. You're expanding your your family of origins potential. But these days it's interesting, like you said. We're we're distracted and like obsessed with the six 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 guy. He needs to be six feet tall and have six pack abs and make six <laughs> figures. We need that. And so yeah. part of it I think is like the economy is hard. People want to make sure you're okay. And I don't have a fault with that. Like wanting someone who by the marker of money has a certain measure of success in the most basic, basic sense is human. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Yeah. My problem comes when we start acting like having money is equivalent to having good character. Mm. And having money is like this marker we're willing to excuse other things for. I think that's that's revelatory. It can't be money over everything because at the end of the day I can be I can be rich by myself and happy. I can be miserable and rich with somebody else. So, um I think it's a big thing because the economy is tough. I think it's a big thing because we're humans and we just carry that. But we also have this, I don't know if you feel like the Sonata, there's this like re, re, renaissance, that's the word. There's this renaissance in like um, traditional gender roles. That's super surprising to me with like, um, I'm trying to live a soft life or yeah. um soft girl summer, really wanted to operate in our feminine energy and wanting a masculine man. And I'm not, you know, I think God in his wisdom has made us male and female and that's distinctive and beautiful and important. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think we do the most trying to (laughs) figure out why I'm not happy right now and Mm -hmm. what is going to fix that. And I think the six figure marker is another iteration of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for someone who's going to make my life Soft, but then I'm short circuiting. I'm not paying as much attention to what science and relationship experts um, and studies show us. And the word of God shows us our actual, the actual things that like make a solid relationship, romantic and otherwise
0: hmm Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking like, it's very, like you said, it's very human. It's very human for us to compartmentalize, right? So what's the easiest way um, that I, I can get truthfully the, the core of the things that I want and that we kind of sum it up into, oh, six figures. Or um, uh, you said something else as well, but like, that's how kind of we we compartmentalize things. Oh, soft life. So I want to be taken care of. So let me just like completely lean back, completely. In the, the farthest I can in my cheer, into my feminine, <laughs> into, you know, like being the softest person I can be. And that means six figures. And that means I have to buy myself Starbucks or take myself out to eat and all that extra stuff when we're like you said, it's kind of shortchanging it. Like the 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 things we can't see are the things that can take the hardest work. And sometimes we're lazy. So it's like, okay, if I can see a man with money and I can see a girl with getting her nails done every three weeks oh, I can definitely do that. Whereas there's probably more deeper things that will actually fulfill us and give us what we're actually looking for.
1: Yeah, I think also like what you just said brought to mind, we can cheat ourselves and the person we're trying to date when we act like six figures, just that dollar amount means it's gonna gonna translate to a certain lifestyle for me or that it's gonna last always. I mean, the word says money has wings like a bird, it flies away. So like- Mm -hmm. He has six figures right now mm. while you're dating him, while you're engaged. I'll tell this story from my personal life. Um, when I was dating my husband, he worked at a huge law firm in downtown Chicago. He was making really crazy money. And the month before we got engaged, <laughs> oh, no. he, got, he got a call from his dream job, which was to be um, a government lawyer, like a state's attorney. Which is not making the same money as the other place. <laughs> Once you put the word like, "state" in front of us, I feel like it's like you know what I'm saying to you. He was working for the government. It wasn't a lot of money. Um, great, in, great medical insurance, but no dollars. So yeah. like, I had been imagining this one thing, and then it was like, oh, all right, it's going to mm-hmm. be different than that. And mm-hmm. that helped me know I really do like this guy. I yeah. want to build a life with this man, and the money would have been great because I'm. I mean, I'm a human too. I'm not going to say don't worry about money. It's okay. Money doesn't mean anything. No money means it's going to be comfortable. You mentioned nails done every three weeks. If I liked that, like that would be appealing. Maybe Mm -hmm. a massage every week. That would be wonderful. But like, we can't, we can't be so short-sighted because the money right now isn't even a guarantee that it's going to be there later. So if that's the thing I'm using as a primary attract attraction Mm -hmm. element, Mm -hmm. what does it say about the marriage? If it goes away?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how were you able to, what kind of thought process did you go through to go from, Oh, I'm about to, I'm about to be real comfortable to, Oh, (laughs) how did you, how did you allow yourself to kind of be comfortable in like having less?
1: Yeah. Um, so his, his income was not the only factor for me. And I think what that clarified is for me, his dollar, you know, the dollar of his income is great, but I I need a man who's financially responsible, which is not the same thing as rich. Mm. I need to know he does, he is a good steward mm-hmm. of the money that God's given him. And my husband was that as well. So it wasn't like I had to even be drastically disappointed that life wasn't going to be what I thought it was going to be, that I was def- definitely, definitely going to have to get a job <laughs> when we got married. But like, <laughs> like when I moved, cause we dated long distance, which is a whole nother story, But okay. like um, it made me know and clarified what is most important. Am I seeing the other things that I need to see in this man to know I'm willing to build a family with you. I'm willing to covenant myself Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. And, and I did because it wasn't the only thing I was looking for.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. And I think being in the world.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I want to say one other thing about that. Mm -hmm. Um, because my husband's Income communicated something to me beyond, you know, soft life. Um even as a single lady, I had this vision for myself for the family that I hoped God would give me, that I wanted to be home with them mm. in the little kid years. So, you know, at that time, I wanted to have three or four kids. I wanted to be home for with them till they went off to school. Um, and so that factored into my calculus of who I'm looking for. It doesn't mean he has to make a certain amount of money. It does mean, he needs to be willing to be happy, happy with scrimping while I'm doing this thing. Like he needed mm. to be on board with my yeah. dream. So if it was if it's rice and beans for 15 years, because Lauren really <laughs> wants to be home with these babies, yeah. I want him to be on board with that.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and it'd be really cool if he made $1 million and <laughs> it wasn't going to be a thing. But you know, like I needed my husband to be on board with that vision yeah that i had for my life if god will mm-hmm. and and he was so that was a part of it as well
0: yeah and that's a whole different conversation when it becomes about the ba- the value behind the money not just a figure and i feel like men can e- more easily get behind it when you say the reason that i think it would be helpful to have a number around this this amount is because of this actually deeper desire that i hope that you also align with as well and that's so much easier for someone to get on board with
1: right so right. so that He's not saying she just wants me for my money. Mm-hmm. It's it's about the family we're going to have.
0: Yeah. And that's that's way more important at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> I agree. So,
0: yeah, that is, that is helpful and we'll we'll kind of get into like what to actually look for. But I was going to say, I think in the, when, when we're in the world as Christians, sometimes we can get caught up in ways of thinking that are not actually helpful to us. So that's why I ask you, what's your thought process that got you to a more healthy one? Because there's probably someone right now that is not like sticking to the thought that he has to make six figures, but they're just in the world like, oh, I guess everybody's saying six figures. So I'll say six figures. So <laughs> it's helpful to hear from your perspective that you thought it would be a high amount and it got lower and you were still able to be with that person and be happy.
1: Yeah. It reveals there was more there than just the money, which, mm-hmm. which is important because again, to the proverb, money has wings, it'll fly away. And um, it's it was good to know from the outset. And I know it's, it spoke to him. Like it was so meaningful to him Mm. that this wasn't a deal breaker or even a a conversation that we had to have. Cause it was so apparent to me, like you're the kind of man I've been praying for and writing lists about and doing vision Mm. boards about, like it really, you're the kind of person. So you make less money, but you're financially responsible. We'll figure something, we'll figure it out together.
0: Yeah. That's really good. And yeah, men's feelings matter. (laughs) Believe it or not, I know I'm gonna keep saying it until people believe it. So <laughs> I'm glad that you pointed that out. That it actually did make him. It did soothe him and allow him to hear you better. So mm-hmm. um, I know the women are probably like, "Girl, but what about the men? What about the men?" And we're not gonna be on your neck the whole time. So I do think there's a there's a uh, narrative that comes with the woman who says who's screaming six figures from the rooftop. All the men are like. Uh, I can't even afford to take you to dinner <laughs> two times out of the week. So y'all are actually doing too much and then there there comes this whole gold digger type viewpoint that people yeah. put on. So what do you think about the viewpoint that women are gold diggers and only want a man who makes six figures?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I think to just say that Carte Blanche across the board is is revelatory of some other other things going on. If mm. you assume that every woman who says, I want a high earning man only wants your money, then I think there might be some hurt feelings or some insecurities that are driving that thought. Because the fact is there are women who just want money, right? They they want the money more than the man. And mm-hmm. that's that's a fact. I don't think that's the majority of women because of my work. I interact with high-earning women who tell me all the time, I don't care how much money he makes. I want him to have a vision for himself. So Mm -hmm. for the guy listening who's really, you know, tempted to be in his feelings about all these gold-digging women, I would challenge you to say, don't let that stereotype distract you from what what that reveals inside of you that you maybe want to work on. Mm -hmm. Because from my perspective, More important than dollars, dollar amount is financial responsibility with whatever you have and a vision for yourself. If you're a man who knows, you know what, I'm a low income wage earner right now because I'm a journeyman electrician or I'm a journeyman plumber right now, but I know and have have my business plan planned out. It's not going to be me working for so-and-so's plumbing forever. I'm going to apprentice for him three to five years, like I could get into the details and lay out a plan. That's not the point of this part of the conversation. The point is when you can articulate, I have a vision for myself. That speaks profoundly to a woman because either way we're weighing and we're having faith, right? When we marry the guy with six figures right now, that money could have wings and fly away. Mm -hmm. When we marry the journey apprentice, you know, the journeyman apprentice, plumber right now, he could fulfill his plan. It could go either way in any situation. So the point I'm trying to get to is don't let that distract you, King, from like (laughs) a vision for yourself, because that's what speaks. And Mm -hmm. that directly relates to, do you have a community of men around you? Are you in the church? Do you have people speaking into your life and helping you? Are you in your prayer closet identifying, God, why have you put me on this earth? What am I doing? What's my part to play in the kingdom? Because I tell you what, women are so frequently by nature, nurturing and ready to assist. Mm -hmm. So if you are a godly man, I'm not saying perfect, but like Mm -hmm. you read the word and go to church regularly and you, you have, you've given yourself permission. You've been bold enough and courageous enough to dream with God about your life. Boy, please. Please. (laughs) <laughs> you can, have, you can have all the women, like they're all going to want you even yeah. without the six figures, because at the end of the day, when we're looking for a partnership, we want, we want men to be, you know, we want our husbands to be leaders. And mm-hmm. so much of that is to have a vision for us, for the family. And yeah. that starts with himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's all really true. And a, a lot of men don't have people who are I think a lot of people don't have people who are actually really pouring into them, bringing out the, the potential that they have inside. So once you set an insecurity, I think that definitely speaks directly to it because so many men have this fear that they're not going to be enough, that they're not going to have enough, um, because the world does ask that of them, but they have to remember that actually does not, the things that people are asking you, asking of you that are tangible, that's not where your identity lies. Like you are first, first and foremost, loved by God. That's who your identity is. You're a child of God. Um, But also you can, you can build your identity by being a leader, by um, having a plan. So focusing on those things are going to be way more important to the right woman (laughs) when she meets you, because you don't have to be attractive to everyone. I think that's another thing that a lot of men kind of get stuck in is like, oh, well, Yes. A lot of men are like, oh, well, she likes me, but how come all these other girls don't like me? Like, can we just focus? Yeah. Like, is she the quality that you desire or are you just looking for a a, a general consensus that you're like a manly man, you know?
1: <laughs> and that's men and women, Sonata. Like, it's a it's a revealer of motive. Mm. If a great person approaches you and you're like, yeah, but who else? But who else that's mm-hmm. men and women, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's a revealer. Do I want a great person or am I hunting for happier? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to be happier and have a little bit more? Because yeah. that's a, I mean, it's a revealer. Mm-hmm. What do we really want?
0: Yeah. And as you said, it's a revealer that literally made me think like, literally money is that as well. <laughs> money does that. It reveals your motive. Yeah. Um, something my dad would say that <laughs> he's probably guilty of. Um, he said, give a man, give a man money, watch him act funny. Like, so it reveals like who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, some people yeah. think that, Oh, when I get more money, then I'll give more. Um, or, Oh, when I get more money, then I'll do this or I'll do that. But if you don't have the core values before you have that money in your hand, that money will literally come and go before you even knew it. Like, where did that money go? So, Financial. I think that's a really good point too. And that's why I had a CPA come on the podcast before and just talk about money and how to like um how to navigate that in marriage and engagement because that is so important. So, I think kind of bringing in what me and her talked about in that episode too and like asking people, what does money mean to you? What's your relationship yeah. with money like? Um that's a way better conversation than what not, you know, what's the count? is it six figures or is it five? Is it four? Or do I need to get out of here? Yeah. So I think that's a really good yeah. thing to be mindful of too in dating.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, and we could, I'm sure there are tons of podcasts you could have about navigating that appropriately in the dating relationship. But mm-hmm. at some point it's, it's super important to get a feel for how this person relates to money because um, you said you could have that money and it'd be gone before you even know it. That's a certain kind of prison. But there's another prison to like hoarding mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if money is security, I'm just gonna stack it up. You might be so excited that there's, you know, a million dollars in the investment accounts. But if dude is like, no, we just keep it and look at it. Right. We don't give it to anybody. We Jesus. won't give it to the church. We definitely don't spend it. Mm. That's another kind of prison. So you're right. We we are really short sighted if we just want to hear that. What do you make this in a year? Six figure number.
0: Mm -hmm. And to kind of sidetrack a little bit, because I think you could answer this question. What do you think about talking about money in dating? Like, do you think after six months, it's a good conversation or like, should you wait till like right before you're engaged? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. um, I think that for women who are making more than, you know, a, a high income earning woman, I would encourage her to be, I mean, and man too, both ways i would encourage them to be a little more reserved mm-hmm. with specific dollar amount information let your position at a company let what you what industry you're in speak for itself before getting particular especially if you have insecurities about someone only being there for the money so for the for the guy or girl that makes a lot be cautious mm-hmm. um after that i think in the in the exclusive dating stage so we're not dating lots of people, we're just dating each other, I think it would be good to have conversations around finances. So if you if you think of it like concentric circles, like have some of these outer circle conversations like, what's your goal for savings? Or mm. do you invest? Or mm-hmm. um, what's another good question for- Like their just relationship with money. That's an excellent question. Yeah, like, yeah. What was it like in your family? Was money- mm something your parents taught you overtly? How do you want to teach your kids about money? I think
0: when you are exclusively
1: dating, those are really good questions to ask. I Mm -hmm. think the closer you are marching toward engagement, I think it's time to have a conversation. I think it's time to have a conversation in detail about debt specifically. How much student loans? How much credit card debt? Um, Because from my perspective, I would not want to feel like I'm trapped because I've already given accepted a ring or, mm. you know, from a guy given a ring and didn't know these details. So just like as we get closer to, um, engagement, we start talking about more specifics about our past physical relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it factors also in, in that same way to talk more specifically about finances, um,
2: yeah.
1: specifically debt and how much you're making. I think in engagement, um, I'm a prepare and rich certified um pre like engagement yeah, so um, am I premarital counselor. So like yeah. I think in engagement for sure, like all the bets are off. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you need to bring your tax return, but like we need to be talking <laughs> about numbers in accounts and mm-hmm. um getting a big picture, especially as you think about how you're going to blend those things. Like are we going to be a two account couple? Are we going to be a one account couple who's bringing debt into the relationship? What's the plan for that?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, are we officially getting off of our parents' cell phone bills, etc.? cetera? Like mm-hmm. all of those things that need to be parsed out yeah. in engagement. And it's, it's the, it's not a sexy conversation. It yeah. can be very anxiety provoking, but I, wa- I want to also say it's a beautiful opportunity to build trust as the intimacy of the relationship increases, it is such a beautiful opportunity to mm-hmm. practice acceptance, practice clear, open, communicate assertive communication, Yeah. Um, practice being uncomfortable <laughs> and really letting it weigh into, am I just saying yes? Or is, is this, am I tempted to let this be a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. Weighed against what I know of this person. That's mm-hmm. what I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as you were talking, I'm thinking like, it's kind of like a funnel, like in the beginning it's mm-hmm. kind of, outside and then as you get closer and closer it's more in-depth so um that is really good and as you were saying yeah with if you're more like a higher higher learner (laughs) if you're a higher earner that reminded me of of a guy that i was dating for a little bit and he was just like yeah i don't actually share how much i make um until i know that the relationship is going somewhere deep and i was like wow actually it made me feel like comfortable like okay, perfect. I don't even care to, care to know that, but also maybe know like, oh, he's got a lot of money, you know? So we're like, we're good regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like no one says that if they're making like, you know, a small amount.
1: <laughs> so. You don't think so? I think a I, guy, I think somebody would be tempted to say, I don't want to talk about it if they're insecure about it because okay. they think it's low. Mm. Maybe.
0: Yeah. It, I, I feel like you can probably read the person too, why, how they're saying it too. It's like, That's oh, true. he is, he might be a little insecure about that. Um, but yeah, I think those were all very helpful. So I guess let's talk a little bit about like identifying the character that people are actually looking for when they say six figures, um, or like when they highlight money, um, even if the money doesn't like line up. So what character can a person settle with that they're actually looking for when they, a person doesn't have like the six figures or whatever goal that someone has in
1: mind? For sure. So we talked already about a plan and how powerful it is that a man have vision for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we say six figures, we're looking for someone who's not listless, someone who's not being Mm. blown around by whatever opportunities coming to him. And if his buddy has a job and he'll go and get in the line and get on that job too. No, we want somebody who it doesn't. And I'm sorry, a lot of times this is equated to like, intelligence or degrees that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who says I'm going to be the best plumber in my region. Mm-hmm. All plumbing business is coming to me because I have a vision for this. I think this is important, God can use it. I'm gonna, like so the man with the plan. Mm-hmm. Part of it is we're looking for someone who knows himself well enough to know what his skills are. We're looking also for hard working. We're looking for someone who is willing to do the work. And I think also Sonata, like a right relationship with work, mm. not just the man who's a workaholic. Cause that sig- six figures might come at the cost of ever seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a workaholic. If his identity is his work, mm-hmm. you're going to be last. <laughs> He's not going to pick you over, um, overtime or finishing that one last project or the client dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what we're looking for either. So Hardworking, also like a balanced relationship, somebody who's sabbathing on purpose and Mm. isn't looking for work to have identity his identity. Um, I think also about just we're looking for someone who's not just complaining about their circumstances, Mm, which is a marker like hope. Um, yeah, belief in the sovereignty of God, entrusting himself to his creator Mm -hmm. and in Ingenuitive, <laughs> like he's willing to get creative in the way he thinks about what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, I think for women, the allegation is that we're looking for a six-figure guy because we want security. A lot of people in my niche talk about that a lot. You know, women want security. That's one of their primary uh, desires, and that that is probably the case for a lot of people. But when we say security, we have to remember. It's not just the security that money provides. There is a security and a safety that comes with an emotionally intelligent partner. Yes. That makes you say, you know what? We make 45 K a year. We're going to be all right Mm -hmm. because this person is safe. This person is solid. This person prays. This person knows where to go in a struggle. This person lets people speak into his life. So Mm -hmm. I think when we, When we're looking for that security, we can't get caught up like the world and think we're talking about dollars Yeah, because we're not looking for like a a exchange relationship. We're not saying I marry you and you give me the money and you give me the status and you raise the kids. That's not what a kingdom family is. Mm -hmm. We're this beautiful representation of what God wants to be to the people of the world, which is loving and vulnerable and warm and... Honest and all of the things. So mm-hmm. um, we we want we want money, but we want hardworking men with a vision for themselves or women with vision for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that see themselves as like in the world on purpose for the kingdom. Yes, and are walking yes, that As best they can right now.
0: Right, right. And I think everything you just said kind of sums up a man who is invested and in intentional and like a you know cuz that's what a plan is you're intentional so that would be financially but also you know that he's the kind of man that will be intentional with your children he's also a man who's intentional with making you feel loved and secure so yep. it's a it's a man with a plan but but even even after that like you were saying like we can't fall into what the world is looking at because at the end of the day we know the bible says that we make so many plans <laughs> but only god knows what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow right? So you can be with yeah. a man making six figures that's outside of Christ. Um, And the Lord got something planned for him the next day that y'all not going to be able to handle because you did not follow a man who was following Christ. Yeah. So that's the hugest part of it too. Like, yes, he can do all these other things. Um, but is his heart surrendered to Christ? Because that's, that's the one thing you guys can hold on to the most.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we live, I'm in the U S we're taping in the U S um, we're one of the wealthiest nations in the world. So I think as Christians in this very wealthy nation, there's nothing wrong with pursuing money to use for the kingdom. Like I'm not, I'm not in any way yes, people utilizing money for the sake of the kingdom, especially mm-hmm. from our privileged position as Americans um, yeah. for a lot of us, but like we don't, we don't have to worship it. We don't have to mm-hmm. get distracted and deceived by it into thinking, oh, that's going to be the thing that makes me know I'm with a good person right. and I'm making a good choice. No, boo, that's how much money he has right now or, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yeah.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that goes even deeper into like being led by God. It's not just like he's letting God lead him, but he's using his money for godly things as well. So that is beautiful, because if a man if i if the man I'm with don't want to give his money away, you with the wrong girl. <laughs> cause I in a heartbeat, if I see a woman struggling in Walmart, take my money. <laughs> take my money. <laughs> yep. so that's a great that's point. Great. like we and we and people we can give other people security and other people' love through the money that we give to them. It doesn't have to be physical dollars, but like helping someone build a house or have groceries for their family. Um, and that's yep. way. Forward thinking than just a number. So I think that's helpful. But you were also saying, like, being financially responsible. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because people, sometimes people do think, like, oh, if he has money, then like he's going to be responsible with it. <laughs> so what's the difference?
1: And those are not the same thing. Yeah. So having a lot of money means somebody's giving you a large amount of money. I guess regularly, if you make six figures over the course of a year, you're getting that mm-hmm. amount of money. But when you're financially responsible, when you are not a slave to money. Like when you see money as your tool to do good in the world, it means that you're, you're going to pay your bills. You're Mm -hmm. going to um, try your best to save. And I know we're talking into a very hard time, even as a wealthy nation, it's tough right now Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with inflation. Like, so I'm not heaping any extra weight on anybody, but with even the little that you have, that you're doing your best to pay your bills, that you're doing your best to save a little bit and that you're honoring God with your your first fruits, that you are mm-hmm. tithing, I think are gonna be three small markers of um, having that right orientation toward, toward money. I think mm-hmm. another thing, because if we're thinking of the guy who is not making as much money, I think the confidence to own that And not try to go into debt over overly impressive dates Mm -hmm. or think that like, but I don't know, renting a fancy car. I don't know what outlandish things people do, but like Mm -hmm. doing the most to try to impress in dates is is not the thing. That's not Mm -hmm. what you're even tempted to do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit off of being financially responsible, but I think it's not as complicated as we- That
0: literally is that though. You're talking directly to it because that's not responsible to just be throwing your money away when honestly, I'm just trying to sit outside under the sun and have a sandwich with you, you know, whenever, and and you're over here trying to buy the fanciest dinner. It's like, I didn't even really want that. I just wanted to spend time with you.
1: So for the women who are listening, who think that the mark of a good first date is something extravagant, I just Mm -hmm. want to give you this warning. It takes money to buy an extravagant date, money that he may not even have. But it takes intention to figure out a, a circumstance where I get to talk to you and actually get to know you and let you get mm-hmm. to know me. There's something mm-hmm. that, I mean, I tell my clients all the time, coffee date is the best first date. Decaf mm-hmm. if you're nervous. Coffee because it's short, <laughs> it's pained, and it's a time to not be distracted by flambe and on fire dessert and let's get more yeah. wine and all of that mm-hmm. stuff and just focus on, are you lining up from the app or from what? whoever told me about you said, let's be Mm -hmm. intentional from the start.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that is really good. Um, Let's see. Was there something else I wanted to add to that? It is. Oh yes. I wanted to say, um, I think kind of what you're getting at is that it, it comes down to it being a heart issue because it reminds me of a verse that the verse that says the love of money uh, is the root of all evil. So not money, yeah. but the love of it. Right. So yeah. when a woman can see your heart posture, when God can see your heart posture towards money, that's going to be the most mm-hmm. beautiful thing. At the end of the day, it's not. It's not about the money. It's about your heart and your relationship with God and, and with Yeah. It.
1: Absolutely. So can I say one uh, other thing to the guy of to the guys that yeah. are listening to the men that are listening who don't make six figures and are tempted to think that that is automatically counting them out. As a person who coaches, has coached lots of women who are high earners, I just need you to know that's a lie from the enemy. Don't let him Mm -hmm. be in your ear like that. There are so many women who are desirous of godly men and your income bracket is not going to be a problem for them. If you lack vision for yourself, if you lack... Invited accountability, that'll be a red flag. Mm -hmm. But a dollar amount that's less than theirs, they already know that doesn't eliminate your ability to be a leader of your home. And I think the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you, Sonata, I saw a, a preacher preaching last week about... He was going on and on about how God says, the Bible says, that men need to right? That men need to make more. <laughs> mm-hmm. They need to be providers and their wives need to not work. And I was like, dude, it, do- it doesn't say that. It doesn't mm-hmm. say that. And when we as Christians and, and the church inflate, not inflate, conflate, conflate the American dream right, or right. Particular ideals mm-hmm. with what God says a husband is mm-hmm. is wrong. There are so many godly, wonderful men who, because of their call, are never going to make a lot of money. Yeah, the man called yeah. to be a high school history teacher. I mean, he's going to have to be there for thirty-five years before he makes uh, six figures. Like mm-hmm. the average salary for a high school teacher is like average is like. $74,000, that's average across all the states. That's kind of yeah. New York and California. Um, and you might be in Iowa. It might be 48. You exactly. know what I mean? So, right, like, right. But he has a vision for teenagers and loves his students well. Mm-hmm. Like, can't shortchange that. So to the, to the men who feel like their, their income is a liability, I want to be a voice in your head saying your income is not a liability. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: there are liabilities, real ones, but your income isn't that. And you can totally connect with a great woman and, and be a great leader, be a great husband.
0: Yes. We will date you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm here available. Um, but I think to the point too, where you were saying, the Bible doesn't say that men have to be providers. I think what don't hear her when she says like, don't hear that wrong. She's not saying when she says provider, she's not meaning have to be a lot, have a lot of money, but there's more to provision than just money. And people yeah. do equate provision to, to money. And that's that's what it sounds like that pastor was doing. So everything that we talked about today, I think is really helpful because you can be a provider through being intentional, through being financially responsible, um, through being a hard worker, um, being emotionally stable. Um, So those are the things you want to focus on as a man, but also as a woman, you can be those things and just not be the main breadwinner, or you can be. Like some people literally don't care about that. Um, So is there any like last minute things you want people to remember?
1: Really take to the Lord um, in prayer and with Mm. your community that desire for a particular dollar amount or the hurt that you feel when you think I don't measure up. Let the Lord speak into that. Let him heal and heal whatever's hurt and let him like take off the blinders to the ways that our enemy has deceived us. Mm. Um, Because sometimes we're suffering unnecessarily because we won't like really get real with the Lord about it. So I just want to encourage folks, let him speak into it. Let him help you clarify what you mean when you think dollar amount and be ready to yield, to surrender to him Mm because he has a good, he has such a good plan for us.
0: Mm -hmm. That reminds me of that song, Um, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. You know, when we don't bring it to him, Mm -hmm. we're just carrying stuff we don't have to carry. So I would encourage you guys to listen to that song while you walk through this journey. So thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the pod again. You guys might be seeing her again. You know, we might think of something like, oh, we need to talk about this again. We're going to hop right back on here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. Can you tell the people where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. It's... um, myname.com, laurenmatthews.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Lauren Matthews. I'm on threads, Lauren Matthews. and my name is spelled a little funky. <laughs> the last name is spelled M-A-T-H-U-E-S. So um, pretty distinctive.
0: Yeah,
1: it definitely is. I, yeah.
0: So you'll be able to find her easily if you actually remember how to spell it. So <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So as you know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to kiss the sun, speak the truth in love, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye.